40. West of the Rockies, you're on the air. Hello. Y2K, how can we prepare? Stop a few of their machines and radios. Throw them into darkness for a few hours. We are fighting for our lives. My family must survive. Boom. For five years. Thousand gallons of gas. Air filtration, water filtration. Coming at you from the frozen tundra that is East Central Alberta, Canada. Streaming live on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, Rumble, and Odyssey. Welcome back to the workshop where we create community, find freedom, promote preparedness, and share success. I am Toolman Tim. Today is March the 11th, 2023. And tonight is episode 271 of the workshop podcast. How is everyone out there? both in the live land and in the pre-recorded audio podcast only land. Good to have everybody. Uh, tonight, we're going to do an open lines episode. Again, I've got a ton of community feedback to share with you. But if you're up for it and you want to come on at any point, there is the invite link in the comment that I pinned. Also, I will share it a few times throughout the show. You can get it over in the Telegram group as well. It's the pinned comment over there. So with that, let's dive in and get the announcements out of the way, and then we'll jump into some feedback. Hey, Byron Roberts, good to have you. So first off, unfortunately, I'm not going to be there, but two weeks from this weekend is Self-Reliance Festival in Camden, Tennessee. I just checked. Uh, early bird ticket prices are now gone, so they're $95 for the weekend. Still a steal of a deal when you see the people who are presenting there. I really wish I could be there, but I'm going to be at the next one in October, so it's going to be great. Hey, Lady Lou. Hey, Arizona Renaissance man. So if you're looking for something that's a little bit life-changing, but honestly, the best part is the connections you get to make. You get to hook up with a whole bunch of like-minded folk that will give you a verbal kick in the ass and say, hey, you can do better, or how can I help you? Hey, Charlie Cole, good to have you. Number two, I mentioned it, but the Telegram group, if you're not part of that, come by and join. That is the place we all hang out where we encourage each other, share details and information and tips and tricks and just encourage. We've got three groups. We've got this one, the book club and the uh, post-apocalyptic wasteland group as well. But if you want to come by in the description below is the link to the Telegram group. And yeah, come on by and join it. And thirdly, well, uh, if you guys want a way to support the workshop and what I do, and you want to get a cool thing in the mail every single month, how about check out the Patch of the Month Club? So for those of you on the video, if you're watching repeat, uh, you know, or replay or the live, I wanted to give you a sample of the patches we've sent out over the last six months. I believe the, this was the sixth month we just sent them out. So no spoilers. There's no new ones here that the people who have subscribed haven't seen yet, but I wanted to show you. We'll get you these ones here. So the first one is, how much is that in Freedom Units? Uh, you guys know where that joke comes from, but uh, we, we, we like to josh each other between Canadians and Americans for the metric system. The next one might be, I don't know if it's my favorite, but it's pretty good. Shoot, shovel, and shut up. We all know what that means, don't we? Uh, third one was a bottle of moonshine. Uh, Jason down in uh, Tennessee, I love it. Uh, can I drink that fuel? <laughs> Hunter said he just got his shovel one. Awesome. <laughs> and then this was the second one we sent out. Built like a brick shithouse. There we go. <laughs> I wanted to show those guys off. So anyway, cool thing is 
10 bucks a month, $100 a year, you can sign up. Or we just picked up our second sponsor. So if you're, you know, a podcaster, you got something you want to promote, uh, that's a flat rate of 250 for the year. You get featured on one episode a week, plus you also get the patches. But either way, 10 bucks a month, $100 a year, sign up at patchofthemonth.co. And finally, today's tool is the Rode Wireless Go microphone, Wireless 2 microphone. Let me show you how small this thing is. I love it. I've been using it for my videos for the last couple of weeks. The thing has internal recording, uh, inter internal storage area, and the audio quality is just perfect. So we'll leave it at that. If you're interested, links are in the description. And with that, I'm going to throw up first off anybody at any point. I'm just going to mention that the phone lines are open. Uh, call me up on the wild, wild card line. Uh, if you're east of the Rockies or west of the Rockies, doesn't matter. A little Art Bell verbiage there for you. So tonight we're going to start with um, something I haven't done in a couple of weeks. Uh, this week in the workshop, fill you in on all the goings and comings on that have been happening up here north of the border. Oh, it's been busy, but getting a lot of shit done. Uh, first off, pretty cool. I got my EMP shield. It got delivered. I picked up the double 20 amp breaker that I needed to install on my panel. Got it all installed and just finished editing the video this afternoon. So you'll see a review for the EMP shield next Wednesday. But I'm... Uh, I'm, I'm rather impressed. I did a ton. I did a lot of deep dive into it because it's one of those products. It's pretty damn hard to review and I don't want to give away everything in the, uh, the video, but yeah, I, I'm impressed. It went together well and we'll leave it at that for now. Uh, next, you guys know we bought a couple of uh, rental properties. So the mobile home one that we bought, the outside porch was an absolute disaster and it was worse than I thought it was. So <laughs> I had to replace the floor in the outside porch. I started, Hey, civil defense, Canada. Good to have you. I started tearing up the floor and it went like this. It went plywood, then chipboard, then plywood, then chipboard. And the best surprise was the fourth layer down. There was a hole about the size of a basketball that somebody had caught the floor on fire and burnt right the hell through it. So I don't know, but either way, I replaced all the framing and the subfloor. We got a beautiful brand new floor in there. And uh, then I got a uh, steel entrance door coming to install. So that's the next thing I'm going to do. It's, it's going to be big. We're, huh, I was shooting <laughs> to be done by the end of March because we have more people looking for rentals right now than we have anything available. So I want to get the renovations done. Keep me... Um, how do you want to put it? Keep me accountable here, guys. I don't think I'm going to get done by the end of March, but we're getting closer. Hey, Renegade Butcher, good to have you. Uh, number three, I, I did a little bit of content on this, but if you guys don't know or if you haven't heard me talk about some of the repairedness stuff regarding appliances, uh, two, the two that are the most easy to repair are electric stoves and electric dryers. And I fixed two dryers this week. The second part finally came in. It was just a thermal fuse on the back. It was, I believe, nine bucks. So, you know, I could have thrown the dryer out and then had to find either a good used one for like 150, 200, or a new one for four to 500. So, for a nine dollar part on Amazon and 10 minutes of, you know, problem solving and uh, trouble checking, troubleshooting, yeah, it was good. So, uh, what did we do? Oh, yeah, assembled some IKEA style furniture. 
That was yesterday, spent three quarters of the day in the garage putting that together. Went together better, you know, when I have nobody to bother me and I can swear quietly to myself and listen to audiobooks. I'm pretty happy. Speaking of audiobooks, I started Atlas Shrugged today. Uh, only 58 hours to go, but I've got, um, I believe it was halfway into my, halfway into the fourth chapter. You guys can hear the dogs tonight. I'm sure they're acting like idiots, so that's good. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. I am absolutely into this book so far. Uh, from there, what else? Oh, I, um, we went to Costco, did a Costco run. I only picked up a couple things. I picked up some cool Energizer branded booster cables because my wife says I have an addiction to both booster cables and flashlights. But these ones, when you squeeze them to open, they light up. So there is that. <laughs> and um, what else did I get? Oh, and some cat brand moving blankets, which is kind of cool. Uh, my wife just popped in to let me know that the dogs were chasing the cat again. So there we are. <laughs> I got a cup holder in the mail. Of all things, a company said, hey, we've got this cup holder that is kind of semi-permanent. You kind of screw it or adjust it so that it, it expands into your existing cup holder. It sticks up a bit, so it gives you more support for bigger drinks. But it also has a uh, sleeve for putting your phone in, which that I'm pretty stoked about. I think that's going to be helpful when I'm traveling down to the States. So <laughs> Clark's in here, uh, my fellow Flatlander from, uh, he's from Saskatchewan. As of tomorrow, our time zones are going to be lined up again because Saskatchewan doesn't deal with time changes. So good to have you in here, Clark. Um, Wednesday is my library presentation. I am jazzed for that. It's going to be great. I can't wait. Uh, it was quite an honor to be asked by the local my local community library to come in and do a presentation on practical preparedness. So I've been putting some work into that. It's going to be a good one. We will have it recorded and it will be a either an episode of the podcast or uploaded to the YouTube channel at some point. So there's that. I mentioned last night, but I tried a smoked old fashioned for the first time and it was, um, it was good. I was friggin' good, like really incredible. So yeah. Um, so Hunter says, do I still get nervous presenting? Um, I will say last year, because it had been a few years since I had presented when I was at Nicole's. Yes, I was very nervous the night before. Now I would call it nervous energy. Um, Dave, that would be uh, hey, modern frontier. Good to have you in here. Uh, Dave, which is his good friends with Jack, he was watching me at Self-Reliance Festival and he said I was uh, I was doing my psych up walk. So I was just walking around by myself, just, you know, flipping through my notes. But I, no, I don't. I mean, I get nervous energy now, but I don't get anxious before I present anymore. So that helps a lot. But channel that nervous energy and it, it's great. Yeah. But yeah, so there is that. But I mean, I spent many, many years getting very nervous before I had to get up in front of a crew. And it doesn't mean that there isn't some days where you don't feel like you're a little nervous, but for the most part now I'm able to channel it a fair bit. So, um, I, you know what, Letty, I am going to pin your comment because I'd like to spend some time on it. So I'll add that to my questions and yeah. We will go, yeah, give, give, give me that. We'll get right back to it. So uh, let's finish up this week in the workshop and then, yeah, we'll move on. So uh, when the missus and I went to the city, it was pretty cool. She picked me up a bunch of new cocktail gear. I wanted to show you guys a couple things in case you're interested in upping your cocktail game or trying something different because I know we all love our bourbon. Uh, some of us like old fashions. This one here, these are, see if I can get that uh, 
focus. I cannot. Sullivan Italian Marciano cherries, and they are thick and not real sweet. Uh, really nice. But what I have fallen in love with, if we can get this right here, the Agostura Cocoa Bitters. This thing gives your old fashioned a bit of a hint of uh, chocolate or the orange ones. That's what he put in the one at the bar the other night. So there's that. And uh, tonight I get a little angel's envy in my old fashioned. So cheers, folks. Oh, that's good. Uh, from there, um, I got to tell you, I was on social media today and White North Forge, that's uh, Mr. Chris Dixon from a little further south of me. He made the most incredible money clip that has like a wood grain on it. You guys are going to check his stuff out because uh, if you're looking for some pretty cool handmade, hand forged metal items, give him a go and uh, go peruse his stuff and order something from him because the more money we keep in the anarcho circles, the less money that hmm, the government gets, right? So, hey, there is a farmish kind of life. Old fashions for the win. Yes, they are my thing. I actually ordered some sugar-free simple syrup the other day, which I hate to drink, but these are hard on the old uh, keto and, um, you know, carnivore kind of lifestyle. So I have to, you know, figure it out. Uh, from there, I got a new, uh, S, uh, John Willis sent me a new uh, special operations equipment shirt. It says in big letters, OG on the front. And then on the back, it says only Glocks. I forgot to wear it tonight, but it wouldn't show up with the black background. Anyway, um, <laughs> I did a deep, deep cleaning in the garage last Sunday. And if you guys want to know the benefit of the Telegram group, here it is. I posted a picture when I went out in the afternoon, just before I started cleaning, I said, guys, here is my picture of my office. <laughs> no, well, my workshop. And I'm going to commit to getting it clean over the next couple hours. And of course, a couple hours go by and I had two or three people say, hey, where's the picture? And I posted it. I almost got it done. 95%. But you know what? I probably only got 50% done if I hadn't have done that. Renegade says stevia extract. I could try that. Absolutely. Uh, what else? So this month's patches, I'm pretty excited about. Uh, Amy Dingman played a part, even though she doesn't know it. Um, it was quite a while back on what is on this month's patch, but we'll go with that. Uh, tomorrow night, uh, yeah, so tomorrow night is the se season finale of The Last of Us. I'm excited. <laughs> um, Martinson says, uh, stop mixing, buy better whiskey, and pour it straight. Pretty hard to buy some better whiskey than what I do have sitting over there. Um, I just like a mixed drink sometimes. I can just as easily sit here and sip this straight. I, I do like it with some ice. Uh, yeah, I really do. But um, I've got some kind of second shelf stuff that I use for my mixed drinks. But sometimes I go higher than that. So, yeah, I I enjoy it. But, yeah, no, I, I, I like myself a good whiskey. I will drink it straight, but I sure like it this way, too especially with these new bitters. Oh my. Um, tonight's the time change, guys. Do not forget. Yeah, whatever. We don't have to worry about it anymore. So if anybody has to set their VCR back and you need instructions, don't call me because, uh, yeah, mine's still going to be blinking uh, 12, 12, zero, zero. <laughs> uh, we picked up a second sponsor today. Complete out of the blue surprise. I am excited. I'm not going to let the cat out of the bag yet, but uh, it's going to be a good one. It's going to be a real good one. And, um, finally I got caught up on my fuel storage last week. I had 
uh, four empty, four out of 12 jugs that were empty, just using them up for the business for snow removal and got lax and lazy and didn't finish it. So now we have it taken care of. So absolutely. So from there, let's go back. And before we dive in, so I decided to, I think I may have mentioned this before, but our mail, our mailbag segment is going to be called the nail bag. <laughs> so reaching into the nail bag, we'll do that in a minute, but I want to answer Lady Lou's um, question here. So it said, uh, how do you get over the nerves for your first presentation? I'm giving a talk on prepping 101 in May and I'm nervous as fuck. Well, here's the deal. Uh, you don't. <laughs> no, that's not completely true. So, um, all right. You know how when you have an allergy, sometimes they can get you over your allergy by slowly you know, uh, desensitizing your body to it. So, you know, if you have, say, a honey allergy, they'll give you a little bit of honey each day until the point where you get used to it. Well, that's the way public speaking is. The more you do it, I know this is not going to help right at this moment, but the more you do it, the easier it gets. It doesn't mean you'll never be nervous. So you're saying, but Tim, guess what? This is my first time, so I can't become desensitized to public speaking. You're right. You can't. All you can do at this point is do your due diligence ahead of time. So those things would be putting together what I would do. And, and I'll just give you my, you know, especially when I first got started, I would, if, if you're doing an hour long presentation, I would write out that entire hour long presentation. So just the act of writing it is going to put some of that in your brain. Then I would start reading it out loud for, uh, you know, as many times as it takes. And then I would start doing it in front of your hubby or someone else practice it. And none of that is going to make it easier the first time. Um, just know that I've never met a person who's ever stroked out or had a heart attack in front of a group or clammed up the first time they did it. The fact that you've signed up for it, the fact that you're willing to do it means you're going to do it and you're going to kick ass and take names. You're also going to be scared shitless and you're probably not going to sleep the night before. And you're going to wake up that morning, more than likely the night before you're going to say, you're going to look at your husband and say, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it, but you will. That's the thing because you committed to it and you're going to do it. And the best thing in the world is the feeling after you've done it. So you are going to tell yourself, I can't believe I did it. And you're going to be so proud and it is going to build your self-esteem and it's going to be the first step to doing it. So, you know, you're... So what can you do to mitigate the fear? Number one, talk about something you know, something you're comfortable with, which prepping 101 absolutely is, right? Number two, do all the, the presenting you absolutely, or the, all the practice you can. So write it all out, then break it down into a bullet points if that's what you want. I mean, if you need to, if you need to take every page up there and uh, read it per se, but not read it, you know, if that's what it takes, do that as well, but just practice and tell yourself that you're going to do it, but you know, you're going to be nervous the night before and the night and the morning of, and, but you'll get through it. Um, I don't know if that was a huge help or not, but that is the only way to do it. Um, the other thing is, is once you've done it this time, then the second time will become easier, uh, depending on how far it is between one and the other one. But yeah, so to 
do that. And you're going to kick ass, lady. And I can't wait to hear about it. We all can't wait to hear about it. We all can't wait to cheer you on. But make sure you let us know the day before so that uh, we can commiserate with you because you will be nervous. So keep your mind busy. Here's the last thing. I, I do this quite often. Do your preparation, do your preparation, do your preparation. But it doesn't do any good to practice the night before or the day of. Once you've got it, say, I've got it and I'm leaving it at that. And then put your ass to bed a decent time, get up a decent time and go do it. That's it. And you will. And you'll be nervous, but you'll kick ass. So I hope that helps, Letty. You, you will do well. So there you are. All right. Um, so I have some comments, uh, some, yes, two or three pieces of information sent from community members I wanted to share first, and then uh, we'll get into some of the questions I got asked. And we've got also, if we have time tonight, we're going to do a couple of uh, submissions from the Stranger Than Fiction bag, where we look at some of the news stories, break them down, and uh, talk about them. So there's that. And don't forget that the phone lines are open. Yes, Art Bell is taking phone calls tonight on Coast to Coast AM, even though it's nowhere near late enough for that. But I'll throw the link up there if anybody decides. You can come on audio only, video and audio, whatever you want. Um, if we get a log jam, which we probably won't, but if we do, I'm going to limit you to 10 minutes. But you can pick the topic. We can shoot the shit. You can tell me your life story. I don't care. 10 minutes, that's yours. So from there, um, this one came from Aaron on YouTube. And uh, it said, I carried a stylus pro, uh, talking about the flashlights, said about eight of them. I love hearing this. said, since 2016, I worked in a machine shop and um, I've dropped it into a bathtub, let my daughter play with it fully submerged. I've dropped it in some oils, was able to find it. I've replaced the tail cap a few times. The lenses are not glass. I've had one crack, but the light worked perfect. There's two modes to light the lights that can make them a very fine EDC carry light. One of the MicroStream clips is a dual clip pocket or clip to the hat beam for a headlight, but you need to secure it with heat shrink tubing, which will allow it to be used as a bite piece so you don't hurt your teeth. <laughs> I like that. But what I liked about that was to hear that somebody had been using the same flashlight. Let me see if I can bring it out here. I've been carrying a Streamlight USB rechargeable along with my neck knife for about two months now, and I thought it would be annoying, but it's been surprisingly helpful. So it's good to hear from someone else who's used something like that for a long period of time. Next one was uh, Dragon Slayer. This was in response to the importance of having an electric start on a generator. Again, real world experience always makes me happy. He said, uh, Tim's right about getting an electric start. I don't have one and it's not easy to start a 7,800 watt generator. It's got a great big motor made by Subaru, but in a hurricane, it's a real pain in the butt. Also, if you can figure out a way to get both a smaller solar generator and a fuel-based one, you can charge your solar generator off the fuel one and run it at night. Great. That was the old Stephen Harris um, submarine way of uh, looking at things. What do you call it? go deep and go silent and run off of batteries. You don't have to worry about your big one getting stolen as you sleep. Getting the wires into the house can also be an issue. I've got a good system now, but didn't before. And I had rain and winds coming in through the window. Now I got a dedicated plug. So, <laughs> um, oh boy, I don't know who this is. C with a whole bunch of E's. We're just going to, uh, we'll see if that's someone we know or not. I'm not sure. So anyway, uh, quick little hack. I've probably mentioned it to you guys before, but if you need a way to get your 
plugs into the house on a generator and you have a doggy door, don't forget your doggy door. It worked for me in a pinch the first time we had to hook up a generator. So there was that. Uh, the next one, this came from Andy. If you go, if you guys know Andy uh, Eddings or Eating, sorry, Andy, if I get your last name wrong. I've known him from the Zello group for a long time. And uh, he, he was also at LFTN Spring Workshop. He sent me a link to JM Boolean. And if you guys haven't seen these, I'm going to see if I can bring them up for you. They are called Gold Notes. Uh, give me one sec here. We will share the screen. And there, let me show you. So these are called Gold Notes. And what they are, they are actual legal currency in Nevada, New Hampshire, and I think maybe Utah. Yep, Utah. So they are, uh, let's see if I can bring these up. So there's this one here, one one thousandth uh, an ounce of gold. They're 26 bucks. So what they are is, oh, hey, I see somebody. <laughs> we'll bring you on in a sec. And um, yeah, so there is actual gold in these bills and they come with the amount of gold that's in them. So I'm going to pick some up while I'm in the States, but let's bring this one up just to show you. So it's called a 25 gold back and it is what is that one fortieth of a troy ounce of gold that's included in the actual bills i think they're great that one's 87 dollars, but it's a cool way to get some gold on hand for relatively cheap and they look really cool renegade has some so we're going to check them out so with that we have our first caller i got to turn my speakers on since i had them off so we wouldn't get any feedback give me a second here let's uh go back to me no, east of the Rockies. You're on the air. Where are you calling from, sir? Oh, Brian can't hear me. He doesn't know he's on yet, does he? There he is. What's going on, man? Hey, east of the Rockies. You're on the air. Who are Hold you? Hold on Brian? a second. Oh, he still can't hear me. I'm trying. That's okay. Ah, there we go. Right on. How are you, sir? Another night. Another, uh, what is it, Saturday night? It is. Yes, it is. Hey, we got Nate LeMaster in the uh, chat this evening. So, so how much snow do you have down there? S-A-T-U-R-D-A-Y. What is that? The Who Bay was City that? Roller? that is that the Bay City Rollers, right? Yeah. How in the hell do you know that? You are like a walking pile of misinformation when it comes to... I am a, cess a cesspool of useless knowledge is what I try to refer to myself as. I watch a bunch of uh, vintage computer guys on YouTube. And there's this one guy that he had a video the other day. He had, he collects everything. He had a stack of CDs about 30 high. And they were like hits of the fifties, hits of the sixties. And he's like, check this out. And he showed it. They're all re-recordings. So what they've been doing for the last 30, 40 years is they get the original artist to re-record it so they don't have to pay nearly as much in royalty fees. And ah. the songs are like, well, you can imagine somebody recorded it in the 50s and now they're 80 years old re-recording it. So so you know the song uh, Itsy Bitsy Teeny Weeny Yellow Polka Dot Bikini? Yeah, I haven't heard that in a while. But actually, I guess it's on TikTok, isn't it? So do you know what's on the flip side of the 45 of that song? I do not. Don't dilly dally Sally. Don't dilly dally Sally. Yeah. Is that a play on words? No, no, no. That's the actual song that's on the flip side of the 45 for Itsy Bitsy Teeny Weeny Yellow Polka Dot Bikini. 
I did not know that. I mean, it's something. It's something you could win like a million dollars on Jeopardy someday if you uh, if you happen to put that in your. <laughs> Josh, the renegade butcher, is really excited to uh, you know give give Brian some love and say how much of a fount of uh, random facts he is. So, <laughs> have you had any um, uh, yoga videos on TikTok lately? Oh, dude. Um, Corey and I were wondering one thing. She actually asked me if I asked the question yet, but um, so we were talking the other day. So she's been, she got banned on TikTok with her foot videos. So that uh, was real. I wasn't, because I went back yeah. to find it and it was there again. It's there, but um, she hasn't tried to log in. She's like, yeah, screw that. So she's, she's trying to, she's trying to foot whore it on, on Clapper. Um, okay. since that seems to be a more horrorish pro uh, platform than um TikTok. It yeah, seems yeah. to be more open to um showing your feet for money, I guess. Sure. <laughs> Love it. And, anyway, uh, so we got in this big discussion and so she was on on Clapper and she just kept she kept um every she did 16 videos in a row were just we're just chicks, like whores. Um, you know, you know what I'm talking about. The, yeah, the oh yeah, yeah. They're on TikTok a lot. Like I get them, and I I watch them a lot, so they keep coming, and that's okay. Uh, so so I do too. Um, but anyway, uh, she's on TikTok or on Clapper, and she keeps seeing these, and she's like, "So what if a gay guy?" signs up for one of these things do they show them a bunch of horrors and then they end up getting to see firemen or like how does this work for somebody that wants to see guys because she wants to get on that gravy train and figure out how to see like half naked guys i assume that you need to work the algorithm <laughs> just like anything the more you watch of something you know what i mean like She's like, I, I need to be able to see that like fireman with the six pack abs. And so I could just watch it a hundred times and she just, they won't show it to her. All they show her is like half naked chicks. And have you seen this new, uh, this new trend on TikTok where they uh, shine the light behind their see-through skirts and you can see their camel toe. I like, I remember when the camel toe was like embarrassing. Apparently it's not now. Oh boy. I guess, I guess. I, I, uh, we're back. It's, it's just waves through time, I guess. So how has life been treating you? So you are still in the great state of Texas, are you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we are getting ready to launch again on next Saturday. So a week from today, uh, we got a guy coming out to look at the trailer. We're going to have him look at the, the trailer breaks, um, before we take off, just make sure everything's square. Uh, we weren't really sure where we started. Uh, we didn't know if they changed them completely before they sold it to us used from the dealership or what. And uh, I've done talked with them a whole lot. So I am going to pay some guy to come out here and uh, show me how to do it, I guess. Um, he doesn't know he's going to show me how to do it, but uh, he is. <laughs> and um, yeah, for, so for the first run around, I'm sure I could... Uh, look it up and figure it out myself but uh with my house behind me i just kind of want to have a professional or semi-professional look at him with me for the first time it's not a bad idea are you going to get him to check the bearings too while he's checking the brakes or not 
Yeah, we'll take a look at everything. I, I told right. them that I just want them to look at the brakes, but if I'm standing there and I have them for a set, it's hourly. It's not by the job. So, okay. Um, yeah, Nate said grease the bearings and change the brakes better safety. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was going to say. Pat, repack the bearings or, or grease them if you can. That, yeah. If you're going to be I, in there anyway, right? Yep. Yep. So I'll have them, I'll have them just walk me through the whole thing. And then we're, we're actually right now pricing out a, a different jack system just so we have all the equipment. Like right now I don't have, I could, I could change a tire. I could change mm -hmm. a tire if I had to, uh, do I want to? No, I really don't. But, uh, Eric, somebody that's in my group and he's, uh, he was a full-time nomad. He's kind of put me on the trail of, a. It's actually a recovery kit. Um, mm. So it's got like a bottle jack, but it has all the, the the settings or the the fittings to make it more safe for recovering in different situations that we're kind of going to be in. Really? So what like what what else comes in it? I'm kind of you got my interest. Um, it's a it's a bottle jack. It seemed to have like some plates to put down. Um, so if you're on soft ground, it had uh, some fittings for uh the top of the bottle jack to fit different um like if you're going to go underneath the side of a truck or if you're going to go on the frame of a trailer that type of stuff it was a recovery kit is what it was called so i haven't dug too deep in he sent me a one that was um something i'm not going to buy tomorrow let's just put it that way sure. um so i got some time to look into it let's say i can make it work if i need to so that's that's what i got to do right now but uh it's it's definitely going to be something in the future. I was watching our buddy James there from Gingerbread Farms. I was watching his YouTube channel earlier, and yeah. he bought I I see he uh, he bought some upgraded wheels for going off roading in his um, computer chair. Yeah, <laughs> they look pretty sweet. He said you recommended them, so well like I, I was well I was going to pick some up. So when I was looking at my new chairs, I bought new chairs and I fucked up. I, I bought the wrong ones. I, I bought the fat guy version before and it was super comfortable and oh, no. I forgot about um, inflation and everything. So when I went to buy them three years later, I was looking at the same price as I bought them before and I got the regular model sure. and I got it. Last night I'm laying in bed like upside down, like trying to stretch my hips out because the fat guy in me doesn't fit between the goddamn racing seat and the normal size chair. Oh. Um, so yeah, I, I messed up. I spent like almost $400 on this chair and it's, it's just a piece of shit. It's too small. Uh, but I'll figure it out. Person but, does spend a lot of time in that. But that one, chair. Of the, one of oh, the, one of the things, one of the things that was on the suggested products on Amazon, and that's how I brought it up and why I was talking about it was uh, they're like rollerblade wheels for office chairs. And yeah. I was like, the dogs, the dogs, like the dog hair gets in these ones. So I got the ones that kind of press together um, yeah. when you put them together. Yeah. And the yeah, dog yeah. So they got that big gap. Yep. The dog hair builds up and eventually it just pushes it apart and then the end will pop off. And you know, once they come apart once, they never go back together as tight the next time. And so I was looking at these wheels and I mentioned them on my show and he uh, he assumed that I had had some. And I was like, no, nah, dude, I never had them, but uh, this is where you can get them. And I guess he likes them. So that's cool. That's cool. They, they do look good. I, I was thinking about it with mine, too. I. I want to put a rug down here in the office at some point because right now it's just 
partly cement where there's still and then there's some tile there and it's miserable you know but that's what he that's what he um he said that they he calls them rug eaters he wanted to get away from those rug eaters those split wheels yeah and they um it doesn't you get a little bit of buildup in them and they don't want to roll proper either that's what i've always found or you get a little yeah i mean that's good that Corey said we like it at the moment actually because when we're downhill we don't like just roll across the floor That's, yeah, it well, that actually my office has got just a little tiny slant to it. So it's like, yeah, I sit here and if you ever notice once in a while, I'll be like, oh, and I got to pull myself back. It doesn't happen often if I get carried away. You know what I mean? So we, we always try to slope downhill into the slide. So when we're sitting here, we roll up against the slide and we're just like locked in. <laughs> It's fine. Whatever. You know, that's the, the joys of RV living that not everybody talks about, you know? But, oh, uh, yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. We've had some uh, f- we're getting ready to kind of try to run together a recap of our last four months here in Texas. And hey, did, did, have, had I launched my membership when I was on your show last? No. I was just going to ask you what the most interesting thing to happen to you lately is. So do that. And uh, yeah, that'll We'll, we'll move on. I'll, I'll, I'll boot you out after that because I got uh, Clark's going to come on next. So, oh, Clark, Clark's one of my morning crew. So, I'll, I'll, I'll lead, I'll leave for Clark for sure. Clark's, um, a good, Clark's good shit. So, he's got a lot of good shit to talk about for sure. Um, yeah, we launched our membership program on the YouTube channel. So, we hit a thousand members a little while back. I don't know, in January. Now we're kind of pumping up pretty fast after that. Uh, Shorts is helping, by the way. If anybody's mm-hmm. looking to grow their YouTube, uh, subscribers use shorts and to uh, roll your watch time use long format is what I'm kind of getting at. But um, yeah, we launched our membership program. We got uh, three different levels. I think a dollar ninety nine, five ninety nine, nineteen ninety nine a month. And uh, I think we tried to put together a lot of value for each of those. Um, for all different budgets and the $1.99 you get like priority comments and a badge and a shout out and emojis in the chat for uh, like any of our lives. Uh, $5.99 we're going to start putting out uh, some exclusive content from each of our things that we're kind of into. So we got like the Nomad RV living thing, the the headstone thing I do, the, the barefoot living and the dogs. And then we just uh, this morning, actually, over coffee, we worked on a um, kind of an RV living tracker where we talk about or we'll be tracking all the things we do, like how many times we fill the water, how many times we uh, run the generator, change the shitter. I mean, all of it, all of it. We're going to kind of talk about that and. um... (laughs) And. and go over that once a week. And then 1999 has got a ton of benefits. So if you want to check that out, if you're going to drop 1999 a month on our channel, you're going to, you're going to dive in anyway. So I don't probably don't need to run into that right now, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a good value. I think. Yeah. I think that's why I was going to make a joke about exclusive content or something, but I think we'll leave that alone. So. Oh, there is definitely going to be some exclusive content. We we have some different things planned out that we're going to share with people that uh, we're going to share some more um, real time data. It's not necessarily stuff we're not going to sh- not going to share eventually, but more um, where we are, where we're headed, 
that we don't want the general public to know because at some point we have to have some opsec and um yeah. we've 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 followed some full-time RVers that have had some trouble where people will find their videos and the reviews of public lands and uh just despite them they'll go mess with it and uh and fuck oh. it up after they've left uh, so we've kind of followed that pattern where if we're going to review these free places and, and, and give the details of where they're at, you're going to have to pay to see that. And that's just, that's an OPSEC thing to keep these places nice and for other people to use. And if somebody's going to pay to trash them, I mean, they're going to do it anyway, but, um, yeah. it's a, it's a way to keep the, it's a way to keep the haters out. I love it. And how do they sign up for your membership? Uh, right now it's on YouTube. So we're going to run okay. YouTube right now. Um, they take 30%, but it is what it is. And uh, we're putting together uh, a lots project one on the website. But right now you head over to, uh, you can search the lots project or youtube.com slash at the lots project. And uh, I think you hit join or subscribe. It's right there on the main page. If you're on you uh, Apple mobile, if you're on an iPhone, you can't yeah. do it. It won't let you sign up for the shit on Apple oh, on no an shit. iPhone. Yeah, you okay. got to go to you got to go to the desktop version or be on an Android mobile because Apple, for some reason, won't give Google money because Google won't give Apple money for doing it through their phone. Bastards. Awesome. Cool. That's right, why bro. I'm putting together something on my website so I control my money flow and uh, we'll launch that sometime here in the future. <laughs> Perfect. Well, give Corey a hug Thank for you, me. Tim. Yeah, you man. Welcome. Thanks for having me on. Corey says hi and uh, and have a good night, man. We'll see you soon. All right. See ya. All right. Caller, you're on the air. How are you, Clark? I'm good. How are you doing? Can you hear me? Yeah, you're... Oh, hang on. Bring you back up here. Yeah, you're a little bit... Um, you sound a little bit like a robot, maybe. Give that another shot. Okay, there. it might be the speaker. Let me. Yeah, bad audio. That's okay. That Still pretty chunked up. Try it now. It's okay. Live, live, man. This is the fun of it. If you want to drop out and drop back. Yeah. Uh, no, it's still, still a little hokey. Sure. Sounds a bit like Robocop, but that's okay. We'll get we'll get Clark back on. Sounds like a dad issue or a bad mic connection. That's what I was thinking too, Renegade. But uh, yeah, this is great. We've had uh, two, uh, um, a guest with a guest in the queue. So this has been a good start so far. This is, uh, this is the equivalent of Art Bell picking up the phone and saying, can you please turn off your radio in the background, sir? Please turn off your radio in the background. But that's okay. <laughs> this is the fun. I love doing live live shows like this with live call-ins. I've enjoyed it. Uh, we'll give Clark a few minutes to pop back in. Maybe I will. Let's see. There we go. He dropped out. We'll get him reconnected and we'll bring him back in. So uh, what do we got next? Uh, Mustard the Cat says, I painted my mom's guest bedroom. Heavy smokers they are. I used kills first and then the colored paint and primer all over the walls and wallpaper. I can see yellow dripping down the walls bleeding through. So this was in response to how to cover up cigarette smoke on walls they said should i have stripped the wallpaper first i plan on going back over the walls more knowing better now they said they used kills i always liked bin 
use the, um, I want to say it's the oil base, whatever the strongest stuff is that you can get. Uh, use that. And, um, oh, I think uh, Clark just said he had to shut down YouTube. It was playing twice in the background. So that might've been causing it. But anyway, this lady, she painted over cigarette smoke. She used the proper primer and it still ran. I'm going to guess it's probably the wallpaper. I have had more bad luck in my life trying to paint over wallpaper than anything. I actually had a house just up the road from here that they redid an old uh, heritage home. We got the best primer on the market that said guaranteed you can paint over um, the wallpaper. I did it. And after about three days, the design of the wallpaper started to crack in. So it had like, I don't know how to explain it, like flower patterns. And it actually cracked on the edges of the flower in the wallpaper. So yeah, um, I would say if you can strip the wallpaper because you never know what you're going to do. Yep, that's exactly it. Uh, Chris Dixon said, never had any luck painting over wallpaper. That's what I ran into too. I, The house we had down Digby Neck, I was able to paint over the wallpaper there. But even still, it peeled up in places. So it's never fun, but it's always the best option to do as much prep work as you can beforehand. Because if you paint over wallpaper and it runs, guess what? You're just going to go back and do it again. So you might as well just do it right the first time and be done with it. And uh, hey, there's Mr. Deacon again. Hey, sir, how are oh, you? Perfect. There we go. Good. Is that better? That's perfect, man. Yes. I thought yeah, it was the long distance. my computer. Oh, that's okay. Yeah, I figured we were so far apart. You're in Saskatchewan that maybe that was the problem. Yeah, yeah, it's the long <laughs> distance is the problem. So, guys, we have a celebrity here. Uh, this would be, I'm going to say, the youngest member of the workshop community and the youngest dude I know to have ever started a business. So, um, what did you call in for, Clark? And I'd love to hear your story a little bit. Uh, yeah, just to say hi and shoot the shit for a few minutes. I managed to... Uh to put the kids to bed quickly tonight, which is good. So, so I figured just pop in and say hi. You're married, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I got married at the beginning of 2020, uh, just before COVID. I was 19. So, And you, and you have two kids yeah. now, right? Yep. Yeah, yep. two kids. Uh, the oldest is two, two and a bit, and the youngest, the second one is two months old. And you also run your own business. I do. Yeah, I've actually run a couple of businesses now. Um, I've never, well, I've had one real job. I know you always ask what the first real job was. And I worked at a golf course for uh, a year when I was 16. And then I just always worked for my dad. And then um, after working for him, we decided to move out here to Saskatchewan. And I... Uh, yeah, I did my own contracting business for about a year and didn't really make enough money doing that. And I'm a pretty young guy, so a lot of people don't take a 22-year-old contractor very seriously. So I decided to go into a different business. So I started a, a different company. We make custom moldings for flooring products, and that's been so doing how, very well. So, okay, how did you get – because um... – I love niche businesses because they're they're the type of business that you can charge what it's worth. And if you can find the market, yeah. you can do really well. 
how the hell did you get into custom floor moldings? And is there enough of a market where you live? So how I got into it, um, my dad runs a very similar company in central Alberta called Exact Matches. Um, so he's been doing that since 2017. Okay. And uh, he got the idea from a company that his friend owns in Calgary that does the same thing. So I worked for him for three years uh, doing deliveries and sales and manufacturing the product with him. And then that's, uh, I wasn't going to do that when I moved out here, but I ended up deciding to uh, in the end because it, it was something I knew how to do and there was nobody in Saskatchewan offering that custom product. So. so what do you, so what is it like um, if you have a, a weird uh, uneven floor, you can make it exact or what do you do? Yeah. So we do uh, stair nosings primarily. Okay. Um, for on your stairs. Uh, and then basically all the little accessories that you could think of to go from floor to floor. So from one floor to another floor, uh, team moldings, reducers, stringer cap for going up the sides of your stringers. Um, we make custom riser pieces. Um, yeah. And so what do you have for... all various sizes and lengths. Is that mostly rotor work or what do you use for that? Yeah. Yeah. So we just use jigs and, um, basically just trim routers. And I have a, a really nice saw stop that I bought and it's honestly the nicest tool I've ever owned. Is that the thing that if you touch it, it, shuts off or am i yeah. thinking of yeah okay yeah. those have yeah, you had that is yeah have you had have you triggered it yet no not okay, in my shop you. no so no. for those who don't uh, know in what my dad's I, shop where i worked we triggered it in the last seven years we've triggered it 15 times 15 times so yeah i believe <laughs> it's 15 they they take they keep them on the wall above the uh, table saw and each one is signed by the person who triggered it. It's uh, it's pretty good. So what are the uh, like yeah, I've I'll seen it a little off, bit. So. What, what does it look like when when somebody's finger touches the blade with a saw stop? How how much of a mark does it leave? Um. Well, it, it depends on how hard you are pushing on the piece of wood. Okay. Um, so usually, most table saw accidents are not from cutting something really tiny. They're, you're running sheet goods through over and over again, and you're not paying attention because you're constantly doing it. Um, so most of the time, it's just a little nick. That's so awesome. I, I've seen it where it can hurt, and it can touch you pretty good, but uh, not usually too bad. Can you explain? Might have lost uh, you here. Oh, that's okay. No, I can still hear you. You're doing, you're okay. You're a little laggy there for a minute. Oh, we're good. Okay. Yeah. Can you explain to those people what a saw stop is? Because um, I only learned a couple of years ago and they're pretty neat. Sure. So a saw stop, basically it's a table saw. Uh, and inside this table saw, there's technology that runs off of electronic circuitry that can sense when your hand or something conductive is touching the blade. And so it has uh, a brake cartridge that is located. If this is your saw blade, it's located behind the blade. And um, the computer, with I believe it's within one half second 
is the response time. Yes, it will sir. send the cartridge into the back of the blade, stopping it instantly. And it ruins if the blade. It senses it? your finger. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it destroys the blade. It destroys the cartridge. Um, it's a pain in the butt to get it out of there, but it's way better than losing a finger. Oh, yeah. Um, so, uh, where is it? Renegade? No. Uh, Chris Dixon asks, you grew up in Three Hills, did you? Um, almost. My grandparents live in Three Hills. Um, okay. So we go out there re relatively often. I actually grew up, uh, I was born in Red Deer. Mm. And I grew up um, just north of Red Deer in Pinoca County. Pinoca, that's it. Right. Because I remember now, yeah. because that's where they send people when they're not well, right? That's right. Yes. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. They got the uh they got the asylum yes. in, in Pinoca. Um yeah. Renegade says there's electrostatic saw stops for meat uh meat band saws now too. Oh really? How so how does how does that work? Because if you're cutting through meat Yeah. I bet you have to, like, I'm gonna guess you have to wear something on you that creates the charge, maybe. I don't know. I'm but just, you're touching the meat. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. Cause I always like, so my dad was a, a meat cutter his whole life and you know, he's retired now when his entire life without a serious accident. And at one point they started making them wear chainmail gloves, but of course they wouldn't let them wear those gloves on the bandsaw because if they got, that would make a worse accident. Right. Oh, we might've lost poor Clark there. I think he just froze. He said, oh, okay. Renegade says they have specific gloves. That's interesting. And what do we got here? Uh, Chris Dixon says, like most accidents, it's complacency that'll get you. And um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, Renegade says, always remember the saw doesn't know the difference between you and anything else unless it unless it has a saw stop. Yeah. Yeah, he said uh, specific gloves. So I, I got one more oh, question for you, Clark. Gloves. Okay. I got, uh, I got RZ waiting in the wings to come on next. So... Um, Tell me about your worst day ever in business. Oh, oh did I lose you? Sure. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Tell yeah, me. I'm having a lot of lag on my end. It might be. It's okay. It's still working. We're keeping you going. Um, I always like to ask people what their worst day in business or a really, really bad day in business was. Do, do you have one that you remember uh, that was exceptionally yeah, shitty? Yeah, I'm having a lot of lag on my end. We're having a winter storm the last couple of days. Oh, that's all right. I'll tell you okay. what. Uh, can you hear me now or are you gone? Oh, that's all garbled. All right. I'll, the joys of live. That's okay. I appreciate you, brother. Yeah, I'll tell you what, there we go. Maybe I will... I'll turn my camera off. Sure. See if, oh, and we lost him. All right. Poor Clark. If he can get back on, we'll bring him on. If not... We are going to be, this is the fun part of um, doing this through video. We get to see people, uh, I get to see who's coming ahead of time. So, RZ, can you hear me? And sir, how you doing? Excellent, excellent, excellent. So, yes, it's been going quite well. And uh, how you been, brother? Real good. We have our snow event going on here as well, and... I even put the pickup in four-wheel drive today for a romp around the cities. So that was that was all good. But you have been a busy boy. <laughs> and 
I haven't had a chance to view the poverty mindset deal yet, but I'm interested in doing it. And uh, how's the reception been? Everything I've seen has been really positive. I, I was, uh, yeah, that was a fun ep. I mean, okay, so it all came out from the Telegram group a couple of days ago when uh, Tori she she asked about it, and I don't think I'd ever realized quite how passionate I was about poverty mindset but it just kind of flowed it was a great episode the reception was great the 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 downloads and listens have been a little higher than normal and i'm thinking that i might end up adding that to um how do you want to put it my my toolbox of presentations that i can do because i think i might tinker with that and see possibly if uh, nicole might want me to present on that at the the uh, spring workshop. So I, I, it was great. I, I love it. It was uh, cathartic to do it, you know? Yeah. I'm looking forward to giving it a, uh, giving it a listen. And when it was beginning to, or when the idea was percolating, I had put forth the idea that battling that poverty mindset really in a lot of respects is the same journey that we go through as we're getting our toes wet in the anarchist pool. Yes. yes. Where we, where we start to understand that, uh, you know, we are ultimately responsible and it's just, and you look, start to look at it with everything that you see about you. And you realize that the majority of people that we're going to deal with in our lifetimes have absolutely no freaking clue. <laughs> oh, it's true, isn't it? It really is. And, you know, as an aspiring or, you know, whatever anarchist and studying and doing all this stuff, we've been reading on the show, uh, None Dare Call It Treason. Oh. It's a book from 1964. Okay. And it shows the progression of the what was viewed then as being the communist Ill, uh, ideology being propagated in the U.S. And the people and places and things that all led to that. And I'm, we started reading the, uh, the section on education and the involvement back in the 30s of the Fabians involved in it, which is really incredible. And I don't know if that's really a worthy worthy topic for us to talk about but oh sure the, yeah. the fix yeah. the fix yeah. has been in for a long time homie yeah. was that um to back up a little bit was that when um it wasn't hollywood but was that kind of the same time that they you know branded charlie chaplin a communist and all of that as well uh there was the beginnings of that i mean that i think that was more in the uh, uh, who was the great communist crusader that was that's, brought up through Congress? Yes, McCarthy, the, McCarthyism. McCarthy, McCarthyism, right? That's right. What, I don't know how I yeah. do that. Or I cannot, but anyway. Right. 
but this book goes way back to the back to the beginning and it shows all the i mean it goes back to yalta it goes back to the way olden times i mean it's amazing that we've had as good a run as we've had (laughs) given given the conditions i mean and i quite unintentionally have done a lot of reading in in history that you know going down the rabbit hole you go here and you go there and you go here and you go there and you end up being sort of uh you end up being sort of led from one thing to another but through that you end up getting a better picture of the whole and it's just incredible it really is but that's not cool and it's not fun (laughs) uh it just is you know the thing is is that where where you end up being is like i always end up wondering is why was i so discontent you know Mm -hmm. why do you always have that sliver in your mind the one that drives you mad you know and it's like any other sliver you know your body may come around it a little bit and ease the pain of it but every now and again the sliver the sliver moves to remind you that there's something wrong and And the only way to to satisfy it is to actually remove that sliver at some point yeah i've had that both you know mentally and physically any number of times being an old wrench (laughs) (laughs) oh yes so slivers are a way of life for a machinist so i started um atlas shrug today i've never read it before nice Um, for i'm i think i forget what i told nate but I, i gotta look i think i'm three and a half chapters in i'm about halfway through chapter four I, I got about four and a half hours of uh, snow snow blowing time today, and I'm absolutely enthralled. I didn't know, you know, I've read the reviews. I know that it's really popular in our circles, but at the same time, I was so worried that I was going to be like, just, just not impressed. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I, um, yeah, but no, I am like, I, I would go right now and go you know, listen for four more hours. I loved it that much so far. Right. And that's the thing. Those are the books like I take uh, when I'm road tripping. Oh, yes. Because like I took, uh, what was it? A Thomas Sowell book on the economy. Oh, yeah. Yep. I was listening to that when I was on my way to Maine last year. Because <laughs> I'm going to be, I'm in the seat for, you know, it's 400 miles between gas stops and, you know, your butt's going to be in the seat. You may as well do something good for yourself. So it's that kind of a deal. And I hate to try to do that at work because I'm up and down all day long and I miss all the good stuff. (laughs) So I'm in the midst right now and you're a sci-fi guy. Oh, yes. Okay, so my back and forth to work audiobook stuff is all sci-fi because I love sci-fi. I've been, you know, I was wolfing through all the Heinlein stuff when I was, you know, 12 years old. And, you know, is that, it's, um, 
uh, Starship Troopers. Starship Troopers. There's a million Heinlein books. Uh, you know, Asimov, the whole, the classics. So, and, but now I've been in this one. It's called uh, Terra Ignota. It's a, I'm in the fourth, I think it's a five book series. And I'm in the fourth one. And at this point, and it is so weird. (laughs) I was like, I listened to like the first three chapters and I was like, I don't know if I can do five books. (laughs) And I gave it a, I gave it a chance and it is super weird. It's set in the 24th century and earth has been at peace for 300 years. And a new system of worldwide government had been brought forth and it was called the hive system. And people achieved when people pass their adult boards or equivalency tests or whatever, then they were free to join a hive. There were humanists who were concerned about humans and utopians who were concerned about their main focus is setting up a, a colony on Mars. And there's Europeans and this was all after the great church war. So there's no religion taught anymore. And there's a cast of people hive called, uh, they're essentially counselors and they, you have a counselor that you deal with who you discuss religious issues with or whatever belief systems that you have. And it's just insane. And it goes back and forth between, you know, it slides through history back and forth. It's incredibly, if you're into like super minutia and trying to keep eight balls in the air at once, it's a fabulous series. What did you say it was called? It's Terra Ignosha. It's by Ada Palmer. Okay. Uh, Are you familiar with the Doomsday Library on Telegram? No. Okay. There's a Dooms. It's called the Doomsday Library Alexandria. I will send you a link to it. Sure. on, On Telegram. And you can download. There are thousands upon thousands upon thousands of audiobooks and anything that you could possibly imagine. And they also have another one for PDFs for PDFs as well. Okay. So it's part of, uh, it's a fabulous resource. I've listened to so much awesome science fiction over the last year and a half, two years. It's unreal. Well, brother RZ, I've got two more in the wings here. Do you can you share quick how people can find you so that we can make sure we support you good? Uh, I am on Spreaker. Ideas are bulletproof radio. We go on uh, Thursday night at uh, seven p.m. Central, uh, where I impose my musical taste upon the interwebs, <laughs> and I've gotten into doing three album plays of various artists through the radio library I acquired from a fella. (laughs) 
Nice. So that there, that's a three-hour shot. And then Saturday night at 7 uh, Central on Ideas Are Bulletproof, it is the free speech zone, which there isn't a lot of free speech except for mine. But we are studying <laughs> this book. So I will give you the... Uh, I will give you the links Perfect. and super awesome. I was, I I'm glad I got a chance to say howdy to everybody and look forward to possibly seeing you in October. If Absolutely. it all works out. I'd love it. So thanks for dropping in on the open lines, brother. Have all a great right. Day. Thank you kindly. Bye. So we are going to go from, who do we got next? Mr. Chris Dixon. I wonder if he can hear us. I bet you he's going to be, there he is. I got you. Can you hear me? Hey. Yes, we can hear you. What do you want nice. to do tonight? Well, I'm prepping for a trade show here in at the end of April. So I'm going to take my blacksmith wares on the road. And... Uh, yeah, so that's what I'm doing. Just taking a break, running Firewatch right now, just making sure I don't burn my shop down. So what are you what are you making for the trade show? Oh, I made a list. Oh, a gigantic list of a whole bunch of shit. <laughs> uh, just like fire pokers and cheese cutters and keychains and all kinds of stuff. So a few of those barbecue sets, like the one that I sent you. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I make, love them. Yeah, a few of those too. So, yeah. Lots of stuff. Going to try and fill it up. It'll be good. Have you done this before? No, this will be my first time. Nice. And where's the yeah. trade show? It's right here in town. It's a local one, so figured I'd start small and see what happens. And I don't know. I'm not a big fan of farmers markets and things like that. But you know, you can't get out there if you're not going to get out there, right? So. It's true. And uh, yeah. you, how did? How did the big order all wind up for you? Because that was, I wouldn't say life-changing, but it was sure a big deal, wasn't it? <laughs> well, it was year-changing, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it was It was good. Um, it was a lot of work, but I broke it down into sections because I'm the kind of guy that gets overwhelmed really easy when it comes to big stuff. And so yep. I like to take things and just like chop it up into little bits, and maybe I'll put those little bits together. But uh, that's what I did. So I, I made a game plan to go ahead with it. And I would I would make, um, it was like 15 or 16 pieces a day. And okay. that's all I would do. That's all I would do on that order. So I didn't like burn myself out, right? So yeah, and it worked out good. It worked out really good. Yeah. And, and then US Post lost one of your orders. Yeah, they did. Did I tell you about that? They lost a whole, like an entire box. Did, did somebody want it more than you? <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, I think that's what happens, but I don't send anything out with my White, For White, White North Forge name on it. Mm -hmm. I always send all my stuff out with just my personal name on it because I think once people see, you know, Forge or something like that, they're like, oh, cool, it's a knife or whatever, you know, they think. And then, yeah, yeah people are crooks, right? So. Oh, yeah. So that that was that was a little bit annoying, and that was a lot more work, right? Because it was I was sending fifty pieces at a time, and I had to make another fifty pieces. So, 
Chris and I will uh, message each other on the back channels just to bitch about the post office quite often. Uh, <laughs> one day it'll be him, and then the next day it'll be me. We just kind of go back and forth. We have a lot of fun with that, don't we? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's not fun. <laughs> no, <laughs> I said that. Uh, oh, I'm just gonna say it. They could do away with Canada Post tomorrow, and within two weeks, the private sector would pick up their slack just like that. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. So Aaron yeah. says, ooh, didn't even realize we could order things from Chris Dixon. Why didn't I think of that? Well, I, I never told anyone. That's okay. <laughs> and is this saying that Amy ordered something from you? She or did. She going to? Okay. Yeah, she did. Yeah, I just got it here, I don't know, 10 minutes ago or whatever. I got the notification of some farm mama or whatever name her she has on Etsy. And I was like, well, who the hell is that? So I had to Freaking leave your show out. for a minute. <laughs> I left your show for a minute to go check it out. So yeah, I'm, I appreciate it, Amy, if you're listening. That's yeah, awesome. That's, that's ultra cool. Yeah, for Before sure. We, are you, did, were you here at the beginning? I, I plugged your shit right at the very beginning. So I'm hoping that maybe no. played a little bit. I, I was As bragging always, up I was fashionably late. That, that's okay. <laughs> That's just the way we, that's the way we roll, isn't it? So Yeah, that's right. That's right. Have yeah. you tried any good bourbon lately? Um, well, I bought a bottle of that Elijah Craig that we were looking at the other day. It's, yeah. it's really good. Really good stuff. It's smooth? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's really nice. Like I said, it's, it's like second shelf. It's really good stuff, though. And it's cheap. Like, it's not, you know, bourbon up here is stupid priced, right? Like, oh, we're paying... I don't think... Our friends 50 know. to 70 50 to 70 dollars canadian for a decent bottle of bourbon and i'm not talking jim beam or jack daniels or wild turkey or whatever but you know when you get a when you get an off-brand name it's stupid but yeah, it's like, good i love so if you haven't tried it yet the wild turkey um um barrel barrel proof or barrel strength or whatever they call it batch and it's about 60 it's like 62 percent, and it is so fucking smooth oh my god it's good <laughs> nice yeah i haven't tried that one yet did you get that in the um, states or did you get it up here no i got it here and it wasn't that expensive like maybe maybe 20 bucks more than a normal quart you know so three dollars american yeah yes oh my god <laughs> So, so Nate just said, so Eagle Rare and Angel's Envy. I spent 80 bucks on a bottle of Angel's Envy, and I'd rather not say how much I spent on a bottle of Eagle Rare because um, I have two of them now, and um, yeah, so I could buy a gun for yeah. what I spent on two bottles of Eagle Rare. Let's put it that way. So, Well, our bottle of Eagle Rare that I picked up, I haven't tried it yet because you dirty bastard, you had to show it. And yeah. uh, it was $132. That's around, I, th I think I maybe 160 for where I got it. It was at the West Edmonton yeah. Mall. So everything oh, else yeah. over there. You know what That's mean? right, but, yeah. But it's good. It's really, really good. It's smooth and it's 10 years old. It's almost sweet. So, Yeah. Well, I hope that one day I don't have to buy bourbon anymore. So we'll see what happens. Really? <laughs> yeah. Ooh, I like that. You, you yeah. know, you're, you're only supposed to put that in our vehicles, right? Is that how that works? I don't know. What? Do what was it? 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Nate says, note to self, buy Eagle Rare and flip it to Canadian. Absolutely. Yeah, no yeah, kidding. Yeah. So Byron says, what's that in US dollars? So let's just do that. So I think I paid 160 for that Eagle Rare. Let me, let's go USD, USD to CAD. Let's just see. So 160 Canadian, 115.49. So a little more than $110 for a quart, 750 mils for bourbon. That's absolutely foolish, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, you definitely uh, don't want to be uh, mixing Pepsi with that. Uh, no, Coke it's a, it's a sip in bourbon. <laughs> Aaron wants to know if you can share your Etsy link in the Telegram group or um, if you get yeah. it. Or if you, is that I the way do to that. do it? Okay. Yeah, you okay? you're okay with that? Oh, uh, yeah. If you're part of the community, no, yeah, yeah, share away, man. Yeah, it's your group, though, right? So let's. Oh yeah. no, I don't mind. I always like yeah. to ask. Yeah. So what do you got yeah, coming up next that. week? Uh, next week. Oh, it's supposed to be beautiful down here. It's supposed to be plus eight, plus nine. So lots of lots of water, lots of ice. Yeah. Um, I've I finished up my Q1 jobs, right? So um, I did something different this year, and I've never done it before. And I actually planned my year. So I broke it into, well, I tried to plan my year, but I broke it into quarters, uh, which is like your 13 weeks or whatever. And yep. then I split that down into months. And so I've tried to do Q1, Q2. I'm booking Q4 right now. Um, so that's just amazing. Um, but I did, I got all my Q1 stuff. I probably booked it a little light because I was trying not to fail, right? Yep. Um, but I got all my Q1 stuff done six weeks early. And, um, so now I'm now my Q2 jobs, which are bathroom renos, um, yep. there's now I got some time and I've actually been just goofing around down in the basement, trying to perfect some of this job skills yeah. so that it, I don't fuck it up when I go to their place. You know what I mean? Cause there's some I, stuff that I'm not quite familiar with, but that, yeah, I'm, that's the perfect edge to be on, to be doing mm -hmm. stuff that's just stretching you a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so that's, that's Are we still doing the knife thing? Yes, April 2nd. Okay. My yeah. son just reminded me of it the other day. He's right stoked. He's got the weekend off. So we're all going to go and do, a, what is it, a guy's weekend where we make a knife or something? Yeah, we're going to go to Red Deer to Twisted Steel Blacksmithing, and I'm going to bring my three boys, and you're going to bring your boy, and we're going to build a freaking knife. Nice. It's going to be awesome. I might bring Yeah. I'll bring some bourbon with me. There you go. Perfect. There you go. Yeah. No, that'll be good. All right, Mr. Dixon. I've got uh, Letty Lou waiting in the wings here. Thanks for coming on, brother. If people Sweet. want to find you, what's the best place? I don't know. The Telegram <laughs> find group. Me on, find me on the Telegram group. <laughs> All right. Yeah, Take we care, can brother. talk there. So. All right, you too. See ya. We're going to go to the phone lines again. East of the Rockies, you're on the air. Who's calling? Hey there, Two Man Tim. This is Luddy Lou. Long time, first time. How's it going? Perfect. You called in on the wild card line. So what can we do for you this evening? <laughs> Not much. I just thought I'd pop in and uh, say thank you for your uh, little bit of information and helping with my confidence at the beginning of this uh, episode with, after answering my question. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> So tell us a little bit about what you're doing. I want to hear about this. Sometimes it helps to talk about it, right? 
So I got involved with a local Patriots group and they are, they were looking for someone to help plan their upcoming health and Patriot expo. I was like, Oh, I'm already doing that for another event. So why don't I help you guys out? (laughs) So Um, I'm going to ask an ignorant question because I'm a Canadian. What is a Patriots group? (laughs) So this group was started in 2020 during all the lockdowns. They were initially focused on health freedom and now they're expanding Uh, their, their views. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) They, They need another issue to deal with. Yeah, because election integrity, they're never going to actually do anything with that. So they're kind of moving outside in that. Now they're getting more into the preparedness side of things. So I'm like, oh, okay, I can help you guys out here a little bit. <laughs> Absolutely. That's that's cool, actually. So what are yeah. you you're doing? Prepping 101? That's what you're calling it? I don't know. I've got like a million different ideas for how to do it. But the few people I've spoken to so far they're scared and um where we are lower income so people don't have the money that they think that they need to be able to start prepping sure or they live in tiny homes and they go well how am i supposed to have six months or a year's worth of food with me in my apartment or in my little house like i i can't do this him so there said yes you can (laughs) yes you can we like this is this is an easy way to do it so I've got a couple different ideas for what my um, what my talk is going to be about, but I just haven't decided what avenue to go down because, I mean, you know, what you want to prep for is what you're most likely to run into. Sure. In here, it's tornadoes. We had a really huge tornado come through the area several years ago. Or snow. <laughs> <laughs> That's insane that you deal with both tornadoes and snow. That doesn't make sense to me, but sure. We've had tornadoes in December here, like oh. right after a snowstorm. So sounds like a sci-fi movie, a snownado. Ooh, maybe that that's that should be my next book that I do for Nano this year. Maybe I'll do snownado. So we don't <laughs> we don't okay. So we technically have tornadoes in Alberta. I think maybe three people in the history of Alberta have died from them. So. How does one prep for a tornado? Um, well, hopefully you have a basement. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if Fair not, enough. You have your you have your bathroom because that's going to be okay. the strongest room in your house. And for me, I mean, we just have a go bag that we have easy access to. And if I know that we're going to have bad weather, I make sure that that go bag is near the the stairs in the basement and that I have whatever I need in the basement bathroom for us. Um, if you just have a regular bathroom, you want to try to get your go bag there and have a backup place to go to if your house gets destroyed after a tornado and weather, weather radios, all that stuff. No, no, Josh, I don't keep the bag in the bathroom, but if, if there is a tornado, I'll take it in there with me. So when everything's over, if I can't stay in my house, then I at least have that with me ready to go. So typically for a tornado, you would bug in as opposed to bug out or what, what would you, what do they say normally? Oh yeah. If there's a tor- If I know that there's a possibility of tornadoes, I am not going out. I'm not, I don't want to be caught out on the road. 
that makes sense. Nope. I was just like, if you if you had enough, I get you don't get much. How much advance warning do you get for a real nasty twister? I don't really know. Um, like we haven't had a tornado that hit here since I've moved in. Okay, but um, we we had a couple tornadoes that hit down in the fall, and they were only like 10, 15 miles south of us. So we didn't get the sirens going off here, but they were they were going off near where my husband worked. So he had to get his employees into their storm shelter. But we actually have my town tests the tornado siren every day at twelve oh one. Yes, sir. Now, <laughs> the, the, the asshole in me <laughs> wants to know what would happen if the damn tornado was coming through at 1201. Right? That's been my question. I mean, I'm assuming that the tornado siren will just continue as opposed to the like 10 seconds that they tested oh, for. Oh, yeah. But, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. But I mean, if the tornado siren goes off at 1201, most of the time it's like, okay, little man goes 1201, there's a fire downtown <laughs> because that's what he associates it with he he hears it he thinks oh they're calling the firemen and i haven't changed his mind of that just yet because it's really adorable renegade <laughs> says uh, a bathroom seems like a great place to have a, a go bag i think it's a to-go bag but anyway or have to go bag how about that well i mean for you guys i know that you guys like to bring your books and magazines and comics and whatnot into the bathroom so have your gotta go bag with your snacks or whatever else you might need for the Half hour, 45 minutes, two hours that you're in the bathroom for. I don't know. <laughs> so, um, what, uh, what are you going to touch on for your present? Or what have you, what have you kind of thought about for your presentation so far? So I think what I'm going to do is, is we had this huge ice and snowstorm that came through back in December. And so many people were without power for three days, five days a week and a half and it was well below freezing for most of that and lots of people weren't prepared <laughs> sure um we had gotten we'd actually picked up we didn't have it for the, the first storm because we had two is it two or three storms that came in right right in a row and i didn't have it for the first storm but after that first storm when we luckily did not lose power, but a lot of other people did. We got our little buddy heater, our little Mr. Buddy. And then we got the big buddy heater. <laughs> so what um, you're saying is like, prepping can be practical? It's it's kind of shocking, isn't it? <laughs> I, I thought we but, just prepped for EMPs and um, nuclear bombs. I didn't think we prepped for common sense things like uh, winter storms. Just saying. I, I mean, I've always prepared for zombies, but... I guess I guess it's a good thing I had that heater for the second storm. Not that we needed it, but again, it was one of those. As we looked at it, we said, "Okay, if if we lose the power, what's going to be the best room in our house for us to heat with this heater?" So we figured out which room it was going to be. We kind of cleared things out so we could bring like a mattress and the pillows and blankets in there in case we needed to. But it ended up being pretty much a nothing burger and we were fine, but no, I did not have to go outside and get snow to melt so I could wash dishes and drink water. Oh yes. <laughs> that would be. I watched a video today, uh, silver symbol. He's one of my favorite generator reviewers, but he does other stuff too. He got a flamethrower and somebody asked him to try to melt snow with it. And for anybody <laughs> out there that mentions a flamethrower, no, they don't work at all for ice and snow removal. Just, just so you know. <laughs> 
Well, that's disappointing. There goes that plan for next year's uh, snow removal. (laughs) (laughs) So what have you been up to lately for preps or in life or that sort of thing? Um, well, let's, there we go, little man. That's okay. Real quick, I'll throw in here that, um, I'm going to, if, if there's anyone else interested, I'll take one more caller tonight. If somebody else wants to pop on, I'll throw the link in here one more time, but just thought I'd throw it in there before. Uh, so I didn't cut you off there, lady Lou. Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, not a problem. Um, we've just been coming up with our plans. We're going to, we're going to start small with our renovations this year. We're going to redo our, um, master bed bathroom, which is just the toilet and sink vanity thing. So we're going to. Sure. Replace the toilet in there, and we're contemplating calling in a plumber or somebody to come in and do our full bathroom because I don't I don't want to have to deal myself with any issues that we may run into. Yeah, and it's yeah. the original 1970 bathtub in there, and I don't know how bad the plumbing is. So I think I'm just we're just going to hire someone to to do that, but. Um, we're done that and then talking to my cousin and my parents down in Illinois. My cousin's got some projects to do at her farm. So kind of scheduling what I'm going to be able to go down there to help out with cutting down trees, farming projects, helping when the baby calves are coming and all that jazz. So nice. It'll be a fun, fun year. You guys, you, you and your mister, you guys are the type to tackle projects yourself. So how do you how do you guys decide which project that you think isn't worth the investment of your time and it's better to hire somebody? Um, well, especially after watching Nicole Sauce and her bathroom remodel at the beginning of the year. Yes. Um, I've I've never done plumbing, so I am I mean other than changing out a kitchen sink and faucet. So I which you guys kicked ass at you did good with that. Oh, we did a great job with it. I actually yeah. have to replace my cousin think when I'm down visiting next month now, but, um, especially with, with the, the 50 year old tub and everything, there are like teeny tiny cracks in the porcelain that I've seen. So I'm just really scared that I'm going to pull it up and find who knows what underneath this, this tub in there. Yeah. And with my allergies, if there's any mold or anything, I definitely don't want to be there when it's happening when we when we expose it or anything so i'm that's that's the type of thing where we figure you know what we're just gonna find someone to take care of it for us and we can do well we can replace i've replaced toilets so that's not that difficult i can do a, we can do the vanity and everything but the shower tub combo not gonna be our job that that's that's just too big I get it. Hey, that's cool. I appreciate it. And I mean, you guys are going to do a, a significant portion of it. And yeah. I just think it's cool because this, you know, plumbing is like puzzles. If you if you can solve a puzzle, you can do plumbing. And if you take your time, it's not bad. But a person does have to at times think, okay, um, it's not worth the stress on me or my significant other, you know? No, and especially for only doing it on the weekends. Yes. I, I don't want to say, oh, it's going to take us two days and then have Monday and have a non-working bathroom for us. So yeah, we'll, we'll just hire it out and have them come in over however many days. So that that's my job the next couple of weeks is to look for some local plumbers and start getting some quotes. Nice. Yep. Well, Miss Lady Lou, how can people find you if they'd like to follow up with you? 
Um, I'm on Telegram as Letty Lou, Discord, and MeWe is Letty Lou, or you can find me on my blog, libertyallday.home.blog, because yes, I'm cheap and I'm not paying for the server because it's just my my fun little little thing that I do. And it's also Letty, Letty, Letty All Day, Liberty All Day blog on YouTube. I have a channel on there too, but I'm starting to make some videos and such for it. Well, I will share them when I see them. I appreciate it. So thanks for dropping by, Lady Lou. Thanks, Tim. Bye. Have a good night. So guys, I said I'll take uh, one more caller if anybody's out there, but I, I wanted to get one section since I've got probably eight pages because I, of course, again, just because I'm confident as all get out doesn't mean that I think I'm going to get six callers in a row. And we did get six callers. So I've got all kinds of notes saved up for another show for you. But I do want to do one segment of the Stranger Than Fiction because there's a cool news article that I found this week, last week, that I think is going to be great for us preppers. Uh, It was from the news magazine Ars Technica, and the title is Motorola Brings $5 a Month Satellite Messaging to Any Phone. Now, a couple of years ago, iPhone, the rumor was that iPhone 13 was supposed to have satellite messaging built in. Turned out it didn't iPhone 14 does have satellite messaging in it, but it's only one way. It's basically an emergency SOS. Uh, There's no two-way communication other than emergency services can get back to you, but it's only if you're in certain areas. And anyway, so uh, highlights of the story says the launch of iPhone 14 made satellite messaging the hot new feature in smartphones, which I mentioned. Now, it says it turns out that if you scope down the feature to only emergency SOS, heavily compress everything, you can connect through a satellite with a normal smartphone in that size of a form factor. Cool. That's fine. Whatever. But a company called Bullet, and this is what I like, a British phone manufacturer, best known for, get this, because you guys know that I'm kind of partial to some of the cat brand stuff. They have made the Caterpillar brand ruggedized smartphones. Well, they have just launched a new end-to-end solution that's going to bring satellite messaging to iPhone and non-iPhone users. They're launching a satellite messaging hotspot called Motorola Defy Satellite Link. This is something that I have wanted them to launch, not that I have any say in the matter. (laughs) Nate says you can thank Ham Radio for satellite messaging. I think that's cool. So... Years ago, there was always talk that they were going to do something like this. And I just love the fact that you would be able to send text messages with absolute zero data. So unlike the iPhone, which can only contact emergency services over satellite one way, Bullet Satellite Connect is saying or says their service is two-way messaging service. And this is the best part. Satellite service starts at $4.99 a month, and I don't have any uh, bourbon left, so I'll have a drink of my Diet Pepsi because uh, Nate just mentioned ham radio in the comments. So five bucks a month, and you're going to have two-way messaging service that is um, not super robust, but you're going to be able to send some messages. Now, here's the thing. You're going to need the special Bullet Satellite Messenger app to send a message, but because it doesn't send it through normal SMS text messages, 
but when you send the message, Bullet will take it and then turn it into a text message and send it to the receiver on the other end. Now, of course, because companies love proprietary software, you're going to need the person, if they want to message you back, has to download the Bullet messaging app. Whatever, it's free. But the fact that they're bringing $5 a month satellite messaging to all smartphones is a game changer. I hate to use that word because it's so overused, but I think it's great. So what they're saying is the time to initially connect to the satellite and send a message is around 10 seconds. Once you're hooked up, it's much quicker. But 10 seconds. I mean, it's not like this is designed... I mean, so they have all kinds of plans that are going to go up in price, depending on what you pick, to the point where you can use satellite for your day-to-day -day text messaging if you want. But for us, for somebody who might travel through cellular dead zones, or for the occasional person that likes to hike the Appalachian Trail, or, you know, the Continental Divide Trail, or something like that, this could be great, because you could both send a message, you know, you could check in with your family every single day. It would just give you a little bit of peace of mind. And it's running on the huh, Inmarsat system, which is a real satellite company that's been around since the 1970s. Inmarsat currently has 14 satellites in geostationary orbit. That means they're way higher than all of the typical low earth orbit satellites. They're around 22,300 miles up, which means they're going to be much more, um, not, um, what's the, uh, the reliable, sorry, <laughs> where the hell did that word go? Anyway, I lost it for a second. They're going to be way more reliable. So there's always going to be one there that you can connect to. And the fact that, um, they're dealing with a company that's been in business since the 1970s, because when I think satellite in the 1970s, I think of those great big ass white satellite dishes that took 10 minutes to uh, rotate just so you could get one channel. Or when I used to go over to my buddy's house and we would try really hard to unscramble the Playboy channel and we'd never be able to do it. But the fact that they've been around since the 1970s is a good sign. So $5 satellite messaging coming to all smartphones. I think it's a game changer. Uh, Martinson family says, sounds interesting for remote trap lines and hunting camps. Yes, absolutely. I remember the first time sitting back at my uncle's hunting camp and my dad's cell phone rang. For years, there was never any coverage way back in the woods where we were. But dad would always take a cell phone with him anyway. And well, one day we're just sitting there and somebody calls him like, hey, can I get a ride to church? Dad's like, I'm an hour and a half walk in the woods. So unless you want to meet me there, probably not going to happen. Uh, Renegade Butcher says, if you use smoke signals, iPhone people will bitch your messages are in a different color with their neutered YouTube and cookie cutter phones. <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. And we'll pay more money for them, right? So Nate says, sounds just like APRS on a store and forward satellite. Uh, not 100% sure. That sounds like ham radio jargon. So I'm going to take a drink. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just being a smart ass. But yes, all kinds of interesting happenings. We've got, um, yeah, well, let's, oh, you know what? I got time. Let's, let's dip into the uh, Stranger Than Fiction bag just one more time. We'll read you guys. We've got one more article here that caught my eye this week, and it's about AM radio. Imagine that. This is from Forbes magazine. Title is, Electric Vehicle Makers Are Eliminating AM Radio. 
infringing on iconic medium. I'm kind of sad, but anyway. So, in fact, as the EV revolution begins to eliminate the the amplitude modulation band from new vehicles, uh, sorry, eliminate, it is messing with a free medium that has been important to America's information and entertainment, cultural identity, and even politics, especially in the heartland. So, this is one of those articles that is bemoaning an old technology that we're all nostalgic for, or a lot of us are. And it's kind of pushing toward, hey, government should legislate. Well, I don't agree with that. If you want AM radio, pay to have AM radio put in your vehicle, whatever. Anyway, but I just thought this was really interesting because I didn't realize that AM radio caused interference with a lot of the uh, technology, I guess, that's in these electric vehicles. So just a second here. Um, Letty Lou says, I love listening to AM radio. I do too. Uh, Chris Dixon says, Friday was Cinemax. And um, Chicken Hawk says, Satellite 3, Channel 2. Oh boy. And Chris Dixon says, What will Albertans do without 770 AM? So we talk about that down here just a little bit. But it says, Millions of boomers grew up fidgeting with the AM dial in the evening. Their signals get amplified in the ionosphere in the absence of sunlight and face little physical resistance from the basically fat, flat (laughs) regional topography. I thought that was kind of cool. Again, nostalgia. They're talking about an aging demographic that isn't probably going to be buying a whole lot of electric vehicles. You know, they're probably going to be getting out of... All of that eventually is what it is. Then they said, uh, same for broadcasts of Major League Baseball, teams that still often reside only on the AM radio. Yes, again, uh, I there is something really wholesome and enjoyable about a Sunday or Saturday afternoon mowing the lawn, listening to AM radio baseball. I love it. The Jays are still on AM radio sometimes, and I, I do listen to it a bit, but yes, Um Renegade Butcher says, whenever a sentence begins with government should, the rest is always bullshit unless with unless it ends with should not exist. Yes, you are right. And Nate says, too many conservatives on AM radio. We all know Tesla drivers didn't listen to Rush. <laughs> so true. Great to have you, Byron. Looks like he's dropping out here. So the very next line in the article says, Rush Limbaugh made his history-changing talk radio audience on hundreds of AM stations across the U.S. Farmers everywhere depend on weather and commodity price data they get from AM radio. Countless long-haul truck drivers still favor the connectedness and content of AM radio programming over FM or satellite radio. Chicken Hawk says, I don't think anyone in the heartland is driving a Tesla listening to AM radio. You're right. And that's what it comes down to, is markets are going to market, the free market's going to free market, And if there was a demand for AM radio in electric vehicles, the customers would be speaking up and saying, hey, we want AM radio. I'm not trying to be a dick. I, you guys know I'm nostalgic for both talk radio, AM radio, all of that. But when it comes down to it, I don't know the last time I turned on AM radio in my car. FM radio, either. We have satellite radio and the truck listens to that all the time. Amy says AM's the only thing that comes on in her barn. I believe it. They, it has a certain penetration to it compared to FM that it gets through some of the old buildings. FM, you have to adjust your stations more often than AM. Absolutely. And Renegade says cornfields don't charge Tesla unless you run ethanol generators. Oh, boy. And Letty says, but how many people listen to podcasts or something streaming? That's the next thing. I actually cut that part out, but 
So they go on to say, it's also been pointed out that obliterating, I love that, uh, scary, is that uh, a verb? Yeah, scary verb, obliterating the AM band also risks communications that can be crucial during weather disasters or national emergencies. So nobody's saying that they're doing away with the AM band. They're just saying that some of these people aren't buying vehicles that have AM built into them anymore. Volvo, BMW, Tesla, and others blame the particular engineering challenges of shielding the AM output in the vehicle from the powerful electromagnetic forces generated by EV propulsion systems. I don't know. Ford, for instance, removed AM radio from the all-electric lightning version of his iconic F-150 pickup. But other automakers are saying, in fact, they're not planning to eliminate AM radio, including Hyundai, who said... They have no current plans to discontinue. Uh, Brian Moody, the executive editor of AutoTrader, noted that the trend is the most important. The most important thing in car connections is Bluetooth and USB devices. It's even overtaken FM radio at this point. So that's what it comes down to. That is the thrust, the you know, of this article. You have an author who says AM's great. I'm nostalgic for AM, old people like AM, emergency communications possibly rely on AM. The problem is, and I love AM radio, you know I do, and I love talk radio, I love talking, but when there is significantly better technologies that exist out there that are going to replace everything else, there's really no need for it. You know, you don't see vehicles with record players, eight track players, cassette players, CD players anymore because technology moves on. The fact that AM radio is the oldest style of terrestrial radio, that it's the first one and it's still out there. I don't know. It is what it is, but we are going to move on from it. It sucks. There'll always be some... I believe it was Norway or the Netherlands that actually shut off AM radio altogether and maybe even FM. I can't remember. They went all digital, but not everybody shut down. There's always going to be something just like short band. You know, a lot of the big short band, um, sorry, shortwave radio stations have shut down, but there's still some on there. If you want to listen to some crazy preachers or something in uh, Spanish, well, tune in, but it is what it is. Uh, Nate says AM is mostly ground wave and it's lower frequency, larger footprint than FM, which is line of sight makes sense. So it's going to travel a lot further. And I'm thinking if I remember correctly is AM is a longer wave. So it's going to penetrate through thicker materials, whereas FM is a faster, shorter wavelength, which gets absorbed into harder materials better. I might be completely backwards on that. So, holy shit. Nate says UK just shut down its shortwave transmitters, as in the BBC shortwave. Well, if that's the case, if if the BBC is shutting things down, there ain't going to be much left on shortwave anytime soon. That's kind of, it is what it is, right? I can't do anything about it. Um, Nate also says, hard to get a ham radio in an EV as well. Few guys have done it, but it's a pain. Never even thought about that. Yeah. And Chris says they're worried about AM frequency, but can figure out how to generate power from a moving machine with rotating parts. Yeah, I know. Um, Letty Lou's vehicle has a CD. Martinson's looking for a van old enough to have an 8-track player. 
I remember those vans. They used to have free candy written on the side of them, but it's been a long time, right? So, <laughs> well, folks, I think we will wrap it up. I like to try to keep these episodes under two hours, usually an hour and a half, but this was awesome. Thank you. I, you know what? Every time I do something just a little bit different, I'm always, you know, people say, do you get nervous? Well, about this episode, I kind of was again. I mean, I prepare to do an episode where if nobody calls in, nobody calls in. And then we get a full slate of calls all night. So we're going to keep doing this probably once a month. We'll do a little open lines. Any topic you want to talk about, drop in. We'll have a chat. And yeah, I love it. This was fun. I appreciate you. Thanks for helping me keep my own little portion of the AM band alive, even if it's not on AM radio. Sure would be cool to be on terrestrial radio once in a while just to see how that works. But that's a whole other story for another game. So guys, I appreciate you dropping in. This was a lot of fun. Tomorrow, we got Evan Dixon from is it, uh, Radio All Day. He's going to be on. We're going to be chatting about ham radio. I uh, It's going to be good. I can't wait to hear from him. Uh, he was the dude that gave me a coupon so that I could end up saving 25% on my Harbor Freight uh, generator. So that was a big deal. So, guys, who do we got in here? I see Dixon. Thanks for coming. Josh Renegade Butcher says another banger. Uh Chicken Hawk, Pirate Radio. Yes, we'll talk about that some more. I got a few more ideas coming along. Letty Lou, thanks. And to all of you fine folks who tuned in, called in, I appreciate you. And guys, as always, stay happy, stay healthy, and have a great week. <laughs>